home, picking up this big white van and driving all over South Jersey, picking these kids up who are, you know, troubled kids. And now I'm getting them in the back of this van, driving them to this place, spending the next six hours with them and then driving them home at 10 or 11 o'clock at night. And after a while, what started to happen, Dwayne, was these boys started to open up on the van ride home. They started to talk to me as a 21-year-old young man about things that they weren't talking to the, to the counselors about. And then all of a sudden, they wanted to take the long way home. And then they wanted to be the last one dropped off so they could have time to debrief with me about things. And I recognized right then and there, I'm like, I'm going to do something with this. Uh, a lot of the things that I struggled with myself, I was seeing similarities and things that these boys were struggling with in their own life. So I decided I'm going to do something with it. I don't know what then. I didn't know what it was then, but that was that became part of it. Welcome my on in. Welcome on in to the Leadership Podcast. The Leadership Podcast is where we will explore transformational power of personal leadership. We're going to deep dive into conversation with influential leaders, experts, and change makers who are reshaping the way we lead and inspire others. Our goal here on the Leadership Podcast is simply to influence, inspire, and empower men to make the shift in their personal leadership by becoming the best version of themselves. We will share tools, tips, and resources to ignite self-awareness and authenticity. It's all about helping men become more effective and impactful in their leadership. Get ready. The shift is about to take place. It's the Leadership Podcast with Dwayne Roberts. Welcome on in to the Leadership Podcast. I'm your boy, Dwayne Roberts. Listen, guys, I got a phenomenal guest today, man. Um, He hails out of New Jersey, Dennis Moraldo. Did I say that right, Dennis? You got it, Dwayne. All right. Phenomenal, man. Dennis is a father of three, mentor of countless young men and founder and CEO of Building Men, a motivation, motivational destination for real talk about purpose, mindset, relationships and connection. His foundation building is a building block towards success. He's a former teacher coach and principal. Most importantly, he's a family man and he loves to build men. Listen, fellas, give a warm welcome to my friend, Dennis. Welcome, Dennis. How you doing, Thank brother? Thank you, Tony. Yeah, I'm good, my man. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate Excited, it. Excited, man, that you took this opportunity for us. So definitely want to uh, shout you out and the work you do, man. Please, man, let the people know a little bit more about you and how you desire to serve. Oh, my ser- service is for other people. I'm, I'm definitely other centered in that. I look at my life experiences, trials and tribulations that I have gone through and taking those opportunities as gifts to help, especially young men and their parents, uh, young men that are going through the really difficult terrains of adolescence. I mean, I'm sure you remember people that are listening, remember how challenging that was your middle and high school years all the changes going on, the awkwardness, the hormones, everything like that socially, emotionally, physically, intellectually. And so what I try to do is take um, my my mess as I was growing up and make it into my message to to help other people. And uh, and that's, that's how I, I try to serve is by using things that I've gone through, experiences that I've had as a teacher, as a, as a coach, as a principal, and help young men avoid a lot of the pitfalls that I experience and men that I know have experienced in their own lives. Man, no, that's phenomenal. Turn your mess into a message, man. Um, give us a little back history on that. Like, um, who is Dennis and, and what's some of the mess that Dennis had to find himself yeah. uh right. 
I told I told you I would I'd give it to you straight when we got on the, the authenticity piece is so important to me. My the journey of building men really started back in my youth. Um, I had a father who was uh, more abusive than he was loving to me, and a lot of the any uh, love that I felt from my own father was around sports. I was a good athlete growing up. I played football. I played basketball. I played baseball. He coached a lot of my sports, and he was that coach that was on the sidelines yelling and screaming, belittling the players, and especially me as his son. You know, he held he had a bar where he held people to a certain level, and my bar was way higher than everyone else's. So I was that kid who, if I was unsuccessful at doing something, I would turn and look at my father, and I knew what was waiting for me on the van ride home. And yeah. so while he was my hero when I was a little boy, I was scared to death of my father in my middle school age years. And, you know, I have a really traumatic story around, um, you know, a, a couple kids in my middle school. When I was 12 years old, I was a sixth grade kid. There were uh, three boys that were older than me that were two years older. So they were eighth graders when I was in sixth grade. And I would play with these kids. Again, I was a good athlete, so I was able to compete with older kids. Uh, so I would play with these kids on the street, playing basketball, pickup games, this and that. And so the spring of my sixth grade year, this is going back all the way to 1989, uh, I made the middle school baseball team. And it was a big middle school. And a lot of the teachers said that they don't remember a kid my age making the team in their career. So it was a big accomplishment for me. And when I made the team, these boys got cut from the team as eighth graders. And as eighth grade kids going through their own traumas and things like that in their own life, they took out a lot of their frustrations on me as the kid that made the team. So they started to pick on me and they started to make fun of me and push me around in school. And I was scared to death of these boys. And then, um, and then they started to make it more physical. They'd throw me into the locker. They'd push me off the bus. They would chase me home from school. Um, and I got jumped a couple of times from these times from these boys. And I would walk home with a bloody nose or a black eye or something like that. Never told my father that I was getting picked on and getting beat up because I knew what that would turn into. So Dwayne, one day we were driving home from baseball practice, drove past these boys, and uh, one of them screamed out, I don't know if I could curse on this, but F you as loud as they could. Um, yeah, yeah. So, Man, speak freely, yeah. man. But yeah, man, share your passion, brother. So uh, as we're driving past, um, my father pulls into the driveway, and he tells me to go wait upstairs. He goes up the street, and he talks to these boys. And I remember being a 12-year-old scared kid on my floor sitting there tears running down my face i was shaking and he comes back and he goes let's go i arranged for you to fight frankie one-on-one -on -one. the other two boys are not going to jump in and i didn't know how to fight at this time i mean i was a good athlete but he never taught me how to box or anything like that and the boy was bigger and older than me and i didn't move and he says it again let's go unlock your true potential with the leadership community where we empower men to embrace self-awareness and authenticity introducing the Leadership Community, where we believe in helping men become the best version of themselves. It all starts with self-awareness, and we encourage men to take a step back, pause, and reflect on their thoughts, emotions, and behavior. Embrace their authenticity and break free from societal expectations. Here are just a few testimonies from individuals. Leadership helped me develop self-awareness and embrace my authentic self. And now I feel more confident and fulfilled. Question, are you ready to unlock your potential? If so, join the leadership community today and embark on a transformational journey of self-discovery and personal growth. Leadership 
empowers men to become the best version of themselves through self-awareness and authenticity. You can learn more about the leadership community by visiting the webpage DwayneHRoberts.com. I arranged for you to fight Frankie one-on-one. The other two boys are not going to jump in. And now I start to cry. And I could still, Dwayne, remember this experience like it happened yesterday. You know, when you have those traumatic experiences in your life. And I still can't move. And he looks at me with this, like, shame in his eye for me. And he goes, they were right. You are a pussy. And he walks out of my room. And he doesn't talk to me for, the like, the next month of my life. And I'll still, I could still remember the feeling of, you know, again, I felt like I was a, a failure. I was weak. I was a carrier. I couldn't take care of myself. I let my family down. And so that became the narrative that I was telling myself for many years. And it was one of the reasons why I got into education myself. And, you know, fast forward, um, I have three younger siblings. My younger brother is 14 years younger than me, my youngest sibling. And I remember once he was born, I, I made myself a promise that I wasn't going to let my father have the same impact on him that he did on me. So I like, I became his brother slash father figure. So I was the one to, to take him to events. I was the one to coach his teams. I, I shielded him from my father's wrath pretty much. And, uh, and that's when I got into education. I played college baseball, got into education and, uh, and sociology. And I could tell you a little bit of a story around like how that transformed into more of a building men program. But that was the backstory. That was one of the reasons why I wanted to start some type of a program for boys who either didn't have a father figure or a male role model or had a really negative father figure or role model in their life. And I just wish I had something like this when I was a boy growing up. Man, phenomenal. Uh, and thank you for sharing that, the transparency and authenticity in that story, man. Um, and, and what you did for me, brother, is you you brought back a memory, bro, of, of, for myself. Um, I just wonder how many men been down that lane of being bullied and not knowing how to fight. I, and, and not to compare my story to yours, but my bully was a girl, right. <laughs> you know, and, and um, I'll be honest, I didn't fight back. I didn't fight back. And so, man, powerful story uh, of. So how did how, 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 what happened next? How did you get to where you are now and making the impact? Because I, I, I read your mission statement, how you empower men, young men um, to live with character, yeah. integrity, strength and compassion. How, how did you get from being bullied to now now making the impact that you make with young men? I, I assume that some of your program uh, resolve revolve around bullying. Without a doubt. And as a quick aside, I just wanted to take an opportunity. There's the study. There's a study done that one in five men is actually the victim of domestic abuse uh, from a female. But here's the thing, Dwayne, is that like you just mentioned, how many men are not coming forward with with getting abused by a partner? Right. Because it's in society. You can't say that as a guy. You can't say, well, I'm getting hit and beat and physically, emotionally abused by a partner. It's really taboo to say something like that. So I wanted to acknowledge the courage it takes to say something like that, because it's it's a silent thing that goes on that not a lot of people talk about. Um, so you mentioned like what the next steps were and where, you know, how I took that and, and kept going with it. So in college, again, I was majoring in education. I had a minor in sociology. I was fascinated with social group dynamics and how groups interact with one another and in society. And, and I had an opportunity to do an internship at a halfway home for at-risk boys. And this was in a really tough area in South Jersey. And, um, during my, 
college experience after school every day, I would go and work for at, at this internship. And I, I don't know what then I didn't know what it was then, but that was, that became part of my mission. Man, that's, that, that's so beautiful. Cause I, I just see you, I see you operating in a place of purpose, right? At a young age, because at 21, um, at a 21 year old, the last thing I want to be doing is, well, driving a bus might be a little easy, but the last thing I want to be doing is committed to, to some, someone else. But I heard you say that, you know, um, just looking back and reflecting my own life, I was trying to figure out, you know, how can I make that impact? So you fit, literally fell in the in in, uh, in this place called purpose in your life, man. It's it's interesting. What I recognize is that, and I tell this to to young men all the time that the things that you have gone through, those challenging experiences, those traumas, those adverse childhood experiences, they're not your fault. Mm. It wasn't my fault that my father was abusive to me. Mm. It's not your fault if you're the victim of of things that are going on. But it's your responsibility to deal with it. Mm. You know, if you yeah. don't if you don't take ownership over things that have happened to you, and even though it wasn't your doing or your fault, you have to deal with it. It's your responsibility. And then I got to this point when where I thought about it in a different way. So it wasn't my fault. It's my responsibility. But now I think of it as my privilege. If I didn't go through that experience with my dad growing up and and all the challenging, and I, that was just one example of many. If I didn't go through those things as a as a young man, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. So I'm 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 so happy that those things happened to me back then. I'm really glad because now. I'm taking those things that happened to me. Now I could potentially impact the lives of another kid or 10 kids or a hundred thousand kids in the future. And they could be better men because of that experience that I went through. Yeah, no, that's, 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 that's phenomenal. So I'm going to make this assumption and you can correct me. So you never did take on that challenge that, 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 that your dad set up for you. No, I never. I, I by the time I got to high school, Dwayne, I went from the t that time when I was dealing with those boys. I was maybe five, 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 six. I got to high school and interacted with them again, and I was six four, <laughs> over two hundred pounds. They and had it a just change of heart at, by then too, right? A hundred percent. It just I, at that time I I had grown to a point where I didn't. That was when the year that my brother was born as well. And I started to think about would it feel really good to go beat those kids up, especially the one boy. It would have felt great. But then I started to think of, too, I felt really sorry for him at that time. I know that he had gone through abusive situations in his own life, and he was taking it out on me because he didn't have the capacity to deal with all the things he was going through. So I did not. It, could I have? Yes. You know, especially by the time I got older, I'm 6'4", 225 pounds. It, I started playing sports and lifting, and and he stayed the same height that he was in, in eighth grade. So it's like that old milk commercial that you that I remember growing up <laughs> with the kids drinking milk good. and it comes back. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Oh man, that's phenomenal. All right, uh, Dennis, man, phenomenal story, man. Uh, now tell me, tell me more about building men. So when I started as a, I went through my first year as a teacher. My third day teaching, Dwayne, in Central New Jersey was September 11th of 2001. That was my third day in the classroom as a teacher, and I right then and there I recognized it's not about the curriculum. It's about the connection and knowing the kids you teach is way more important than knowing the content that you teach to them. Yeah. So I decided I was like, I'm going to base my philosophy and education on being centered around what are the what are the kids need? What are their developmental needs? And I started to recognize right away that, that kids have five needs. It's the need for autonomy to have their voice heard. 
the need for competence to feel like they're good at doing things, the need for fun. Listen, kids are going to have fun one way, shape or form. What can we do to make that um, an engaging experience in our classroom? The need for relationships, not only with peers, with adult mentors, even with themselves. And finally, is the need for safety. So if I can meet those five needs as a classroom teacher, I'm onto something. I also recognized when it goes into your podcast, like the, the, the idea of leadership came very natural to me. So after my first year of teaching, I went back to get my master's degree in educational leadership because I wanted to become mm. eventually a school leader. And I did a very fast track program. And um, after only four years in the classroom, I got a job as an administrator, a school leader in Bordentown, New Jersey, in a town where I live and started off as an assistant principal. And right away, Dwayne, I recognized 90% of my day was spent with like 25 or 30 boys who were being fools, who were getting kicked out of class, getting into fights, disrespectful to the teachers, failing, not coming to school. And so I decided I'm going to start a boys group like I was driving in that van. I'm going to do something similar. And so I started a boys group in October of 2005. I called it Building Men, and I had almost all the boys in the school join this program. Wow. And it was cool for me to see. I, I, they, they joined the program, in my opinion. There was a girls group that already existed in the school. And so <laughs> the boy, the girls had their group, and the boys like, all right, we're going to have our group now. And I think they thought it was like, we're going to you know, look at playboys and sit around and smoke cigars and drink cognac. You know, I think that that's what they were thinking. And I, I asked them right away, Dwayne, I said, what does it mean to be a man? Like, talk mm. to me about what is a man to you? Oh, that's a good question. And these were boys. Fellas, why do you keep allowing what you think get in the way of what's in your heart to accomplish? Stop putting off till tomorrow what you can accomplish today. Go ahead book your free fiercely execute breakthrough call with us today so we can connect you to a community of men who understand your challenges and do life with you as a man husband father and leader all without judgment shame or rejection simply connect with a community of men who desire to become the best version of themselves and walk in their god-given purpose available times are limited so Book your call today. Be sure to head over to DwayneHRoberts.com or check for the link in the description. Boys, again, I was a young assistant principal, and they're like, Well, you got to be the best athlete. You got to be able to physically dominate other people. You got to be stronger. You got to have a six pack. So it was like physical dominance. Then the second thing they were like, what's a good man what's a man the guy that gets the most girls or the hottest girls so to them it was like sexual conquest you know banging the hottest chicks in the school that meant that you were the man and the final thing was you got to have the stuff you got to accumulate material things the sneakers the house the car the bling the whatever so then it was like uh like accumulation of financial goods or like wealth and things like that and i was like listen if you're basing being a man on how good of an athlete you are how many girls you're with and how much money you're making it's a very shallow lifestyle and all those things they're not not who you are they can be taken away from you so let's base our masculinity our idea of being a man on things that are innate being authentic like we talked about before being accountable uh having courage having confidence being committed being curious humility integrity respect resilience leadership self-discipline um and then finally service to other people what can you do as a man to make someone else's life a little bit easier like what can what can you give back to the world and to society and if you base 
being a man on those things, now you're onto something because no one could ever take that away from you. And in one year, Dwayne, after starting that program, it was unbelievable what happened in the school. Not only did the boys start coming to school on time, you know, getting better grades, our suspension rate dropped 75% in one year. So this was a school where we had typically suspended like 100 kids a year. It was, you know, it was a school district just south of Trenton in New Jersey. We had a lot of behavior issues and it totally turned the school around. And that's at that moment, I was like, all right, I'm onto something here. I'm going to do something bigger with this. I didn't know what it was at the time. I just knew that this had had potential. And I saw based on my own experience and all the things that I've gone through that this needs to be a part of schools and organizations and kids need to have a safe space to go and talk about the real stuff that's going on in their life and have a, a space to communicate and be like, it's okay. Cause we're all going through similar things. Like we've all gone through that stuff. And I, for, for many, many years, I put it up on the shelf and I, it, it became that day someday, one day, um, until finally about, you know, a decade and a half later, I dusted it off the shelf and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to do something a little bit bigger with this building men thing now, man. I mean, congratulations. Let me say that, um, phenomenal job to you, um, and the work that you were able to do. Um, I heard something though, and, and this was when you asked the question to your young men, what is it? Uh, to be a man. Um, so many men fall in this place of thinking that being a man is physical, having women, um, uh, re- materialistic, my finances at, you know, having much money, that, you know, all these shallow outlooks, right? Um, but what do you say to the man to help him um, correlate the five needs that the young men need, the autonomy, um, the fun? the relationship, the safety, and what was it? Complacency, I think it was? Uh, Competency. Competency. So those are, those are needs that I recognize that all kids have, but like, think about it. They're needs that we all have as human beings. You know, like you could, you could likely say, even in your life now doing like, do I want my voice to be a part of the space? hundred percent. Do I want to feel good at what I'm doing? Absolutely. Do I want to have a good time at what I'm doing? Yes. So we, we have those same needs. I think what happens is, as men especially, and I fell victim to this too, when I graduated from college, as I was building the Building Men program, I was also caught up in a little bit of the rat race myself. I was you know, married at the time. I have three kids. I'm since divorced and with a new partner now um, who is just a tremendous human being. She's just the, the absolute light of my life. But I was married to a woman who was much like my dad. Mm. You know, I, I think I, I married a female version of my dad when I was you know, in that space. But in my life, I was... I went from, okay, I'm an assistant principal. I need to get the job as a principal, making more money. I need to, you know, go get my doctorate. I need to get a job as a superintendent. So I was also thinking that even though I'm talking to the kids about you don't have to live your life in that way. My thing was like, okay, well, I want to move out of this smaller house to a bigger house and I want to get this car and I want to. So I was doing the same thing I was telling the kids. It's not that important. And I think as men, we get caught up in that idea like, okay, I need to look a certain way. I need to have my girl look a certain way and I need to make a certain amount of money so other people see me in a certain way too. It wasn't for a while until I was able to truly separate myself from all of that. And one, I started to recognize I can't judge myself or look at myself the way that I think other people see me. I started to care less and less about the way people see me and, and how they perceive me. And that was very freeing for me to do as well. I think there's a level, Dwayne, of, you know, the, the physical piece, 
I think as men, we need to take care of ourselves. Like, I don't think you mm. should sit on the couch and watch Netflix all day. And so there is this component of being able to protect yourself and your family. Like if, and I think men should be able to be vulnerable and to be able to share their, you know, things that they're worried about. But to the extent where if a guy w- tries to break into my house, it's not the time for me to sit on the floor and journal and meditate. Like I need to get the baseball bat out of the closet and take care of business there because no one's going to walk into my house and disrupt my family. Right, right. You know, afterwards I could be like, wow, that was really scary for me to deal with. Right. But in the moment I need to be able to take care of myself. So there is a piece of self-discipline, you know, get up a little bit earlier, get to the gym, you know, like, like work hard and do the things that are tough. And we'll, we could talk about intentional discomfort as well. Do those things that you know are going to be challenging. And especially if you're leading a family, your kids, it's not about what you say. It's about what they see you do. Uh, yeah. So if I'm talking to my kids about being the best you can be and being, they need to watch me do it. They need to see me up coming home from the gym when they're waking up in the morning. Like they see me walking from the gym at six o'clock in the morning. That's, not everybody's doing that right now. So I think a lot of it goes to the physical fitness piece. And, you know, it's not the be all end all. Like to me, if I don't have a six pack, I'm that I'm not going to judge myself any differently. But am I going to train? Am I going to do some type of cardiovascular work? Am I going to strength train? Am I am I going to eat healthy so my kids can watch me do it? Yes. I think that that's a that's an important piece of masculinity. Just there's a mind shift uh, for, for men that needs to take place. Um, when it comes to what taking care of yourself, being, I, I, um, quote unquote, the man, like you say, somebody come in the house, I, I need to be able to pick up the baseball bat and not still be journaling. Right. <laughs> I like here. What I heard too was, uh, I have to model the lifestyle, um, that's authentic to me of who I need to des- be, uh, what authentic to me and who I desire to be. It's got to be modeled. So others, and I'm talking family members, my kids, my young men can truly see what what that lifestyle look like. I think that um, that many of the young men that you 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 in, uh, encompass, um, they they saw the wrong uh, model of manhood. You know, thinking that man had had to be physical. I, I just recall for myself um, sitting on the block, man. Um, dudes had wives and girlfriends, and the girlfriends would show up to the spot. You know, um, and Later in life, guess what? Well, your boy modeled that, you know. Um, so have, having the the real role model, the true mo- role model of who you, the male, desire to be, I think is impactful, man. How, what do you say to those men? Um, what do you say to those men that say, you know what? That's that's good, but that's not for me. What do you? Ch- how do you challenge that? Well. Usually, if if that's the case, I like to ask a lot of questions. I mean, and I, I do think that young men need to 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 witness males having conversations. They need to witness mm. men together. I try to surround myself with people that that have ideas that I want to aspire to be and and how I yes. want to interact in the world. So for those people that are that are saying, well, it's about the money. It's about the car. I like to ask a lot of questions. Well, when did you first start thinking about it that way? Who were, who are the people that you idolized growing up? What was your relationship with your father? Uh, What role models did you have as a young man? And, and what do you hope to pass on to, to people that are watching you right now? And what happens if someone steals that money that's out of your hand or you lose your job or the stock market crashes or 
whatever happens and you don't have the ability to make the same money that you did before and if you're basing your manhood on the role that's in your pocket and you don't have that anymore where are you then and so i'll tell you this too you know my my journey with my father it's gone through several iterations and um i i try to base decisions that i make i think about what he would have done and how he would have lived and a lot of my decisions are based in the antithesis of what i think he would he would do he believed it was about the physical appearance he was a tall good-looking guy he was a ladies man um you know it was about the the girls to him and about how much money he made and i remember growing up and he was a hard-working man he really was one of the one things that i can take from my father was he he busted his ass every day he was a blue-collar worker he owned his own business uh, he was a he he owned a painting business, had many people working for him, but he worked every single day, would get up at four o'clock in the morning. I worked with him throughout my, you know, my younger years as well. Um, but he would come home from work and he would be like, look around at the things that we have. I did this. I made the money so we can live in this house. I could drive this car. I can go on this vacation. I could go to Atlantic City and gamble. But I was like, Dad, what happens if you get hurt and you can't work anymore? And he'd be like, I'm not worrying about that. I don't think about those things. But I like, I do. I do worry about things like that. And Dwayne, this will blow your mind too. When I told my father that I was going to be a teacher, I said, I really want to impact the next generation. Like I want to teach. I want to coach. He said, do you realize if you're a teacher and you have a family, you're going to live below the poverty line? <laughs> that was his advice to me. Oh He's like, you shouldn't, <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't teach anymore. You shouldn't, you shouldn't go into that. He's like, you take over my business, you'll make a good living. And I never, I never did those things. So th those are the the polls that I was hearing. So when if people were to say that, what would I say to those guys? I mean, I would want to hug them too, because obviously there was some, there's some trauma in their past if that's what they truly believe being a man is. Man, that's real good. That's real good. Um, my final question, man, and we get ready to close this thing out, man. Uh, well, not even a question. I, I want to open it up, man. Um, What's your word of encouragement to men right now that may be feeling uh, feeling stuck, um, limiting belief in themselves and need to find confidence? What would be your word to them? Well, confidence is is made by, you know, it's you, you make a promise to yourself and you keep that promise and you just repeat that many, many times in a row. And I think confidence is also built by you don't get the inspiration doesn't happen first. It's the movement happens first. You have to start moving, even though something sucks. You don't want to go to the gym. You don't want to get up that early. You don't want to change your life. You have to start moving. And then the confidence comes from the movement. The inspiration comes from the movement, from the, the habitual thing of doing it day after day after day after day. Dwayne, one, the way that I close out my own podcast, and I do a podcast called Building Men, the way that I close out the podcast is what I would say to kids when I was a principal. And I would take the kids on a three-day, two-night camping trip every year in North Jersey. And there was this big climbing wall. It was like a 60-foot climbing wall. And the kids would get strapped into like some type of a harness, and they would have to try to climb to the top of the wall. And there were kids that were scared to death of heights. And I remember sitting at the wall, and I would be at the wall the whole time because I feel like that's where the kids would gain confidence. And the kid would start climbing up and be like, Mr. Meraldo, I'm scared. I'm not going to do this. And I would say, listen, just go one step further than you thought you could go. And they would go just that one thing and they'd be like, I'm done. I'm done. I did it. I'm like, well, you're there now. You know, you, you did that. Go a step further than you thought you could go. And then the kids saw what I was starting to do. And before you know it, Dwayne, these kids that were scared to death are at the top of a 60 foot wall. They just made it to the top. And the, like what I saw that do to them, like their, their level of, of confidence that they were able to 
to exhibit by doing something that they thought was previously impossible, then I just decided to live my life like that. So I end every single podcast with, thanks for listening to the Building Men podcast. Go one step further than you thought you could go. So that's my advice to your listeners. Man, that's 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 real good. Again, you 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 bought you struck a memory, man. Um, old army guy. Um, and I remember in basic trading, we had to, I don't know how tall this it was like a maybe a maybe it was a 60 foot wall, if not 120. It was pretty high as far as I'm concerned, because I'm scared of heights. Yeah. But I recall the drill sergeant standing up as high uh, um, as where he could as comfortably as could as I was climbing up and I was trembling. Right. And I just remember he said, uh, Private Roberts, one more. One more. And so to your point, man, um, and making that one more, you built more confidence. Now, I got to admit, I didn't go all the way up and over. I had to cut it short, (laughs) you know, but that one more, that one more step, man, that one more uh, piece of effort, uh, effort that you put in, man, can really uh, change the trajectory of your life. Dennis, man, this was phenomenal, my friend. I truly, again, appreciate you taking time for for us. Please share with the people uh, uh, where they can find you, learn more about what you can do. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Um, so my website is buildingmen.io. A lot of information is on there. My Instagram is building.men. That's where I'm the most active on social media. Um, I work in schools. I'll go into schools and I'll set up building men programs. So what I'll do is it's like a gradual release. Like I'll go in, I'll do a several meetings and then I teach their staff members how to do it. And I turn it over to them. I do believe programs like this needs to be in every single school. So I work with schools. I do a group coaching. It's on, it's every other Sunday at 4 PM Eastern time. It's called the foundation. I invite in uh, guest mentors that come in for an hour with my group of boys that are from all over the country. And we, we talk, we give them, you know, they have a conversation, give them pieces of advice, uh, daily habits that they can do, give them recommendations of books and podcasts to listen to. So it's a nice little community that I, that I have right there. And then the final thing is I do uh, one-on-one coaching with boys as well, middle and high school boys. And I usually set it up for a full year. And as part of that, I work with the parents as well. You know, I'll meet with the boys once a month on an indiv- individual basis. I'll do like weekly accountability check-ins. And then quarterly, I'll talk to the parents, giving them advice on on helping their son, you know, go through whatever challenges they're going through. Um, and then the Building Men podcast, I put out an episode every single week. So thank you for the opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, fellas, don't miss opportunity to grow yourself. You heard it here. Um, Building Men with Dennis Moraldo. Um, it's go follow him on um, buildingmen.ao webpage. Um, and check out the podcast, Building Men. Phenomenal. Um, I want to say thank you for taking time and rocking with us. Realize this, that you have everything to make the, uh, make your next move in life your best move in life. That's because your success is in your hands. Have a phenomenal day with purpose. God bless. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Leadership Podcast with Dwayne Roberts. We hope you found inspiration and practical wisdom that will help you in your leadership journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and leave us a review. We love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future episodes. Remember, true leadership begins with you. Leadership is not a position. Leadership is not a title. Leadership is having positive influence on others. Keep shifting, keep growing, keep leading with purpose. You can stay connected with Dwayne Roberts on all the social media platforms or by visiting our website, 
DwayneHRoberts.com. We want to say thank you. Remember, you have everything you need to make the leaders shift in your life. That's because your success is in your hands. Till next time, God bless.